great privilege for me to come here and share the Word of God. My passion is to prepare as many as I can for the coming great revival, for a great harvest of soul before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is uh, basically my passion wherever I go. I'd like to see people ready for a great end-time revival in order to bring in the great harvest of soul spoken by Joel chapter 3, verses 14, that before the coming of Jesus Christ, there will be multitude, multitude in the valley of decision. In Zechariah chapter 2, verses 11, 10 and 11, in that day, Zechariah uh, said, many nations will join the Lord and become his people. We are not just talking about few individuals, but rather nations are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 24, verses 14, Jesus said that this gospel of, a kingdom, of the kingdom shall be preached through all nations as a witness, as a witness to all nations, and the end will come. And the result of the sharing of the gospel worldwide has been uh, uh, revealed to John the Beloved in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, when he saw a great multitude that no man could number out of all nations, kindreds, people, and tongues. That's why I believe, hallelujah, amen, that although some part of the, of the world today, Christianity is considered minority. I don't know what's happening in America today, and they're saying America is no longer a Christian nation. But I believe the word of God is true, and it will come to pass, and no power in hell can stop the spread of the gospel because Jesus Christ has already predicted and have prophesied that the gospel will be preached throughout the whole world and multitude will believe on Jesus Christ. But before the thing will happen, the church must do the job. Amen. In the Philippines today, for the past 40 years, many churches never grow from 50 to 100. Only few churches have passed about 100 or 120 or some even reached 200 for the past uh, 40 years. But since uh, there was a greater emphasis about discipleship, making disciples, brothers and sisters, today as we use the G12 system, it is affecting the whole nation of the Philippines today. Churches who are about 50 uh, even 80 before, but now they're running thousands, multiple thousands, in just few years by training disciples, focusing on multiplying leaders, making every believer a worker. They should teach them how to evangelize and make disciples. That's why I can be preaching wherever I go now and leave the church for a few months, and still the church is growing because we have already established leaders and we keep on growing and and multiplying leaders the problem with the church before why many churches doesn't grow because it's pastor do it all pastor just doing the job alone because many believers who come to the church thought that he was the pastor he must do the job and many believers many christians thought that their part is just to hear to come in prayer meeting, and that's all. But the Lord is changing the, the atmosphere, amen, because now, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is moving and saying that you are to do something. Brothers and sisters, 
the prophecy will not only be fulfilled because God said it so, but rather, He requires the church to do what we need to do. Amen. Tonight, I'm going to share with us something that uh, God instilled in my heart. It's about manifesting, allowing God to manifest, allowing God to manifest in what in all situation, in all we do, wherever we are. Let me repeat that: allowing God to manifest in all situation, in all we do, wherever we are. One of the concept that that hinders the influence of the church today is we separate school from serving God. We separate work from serving God. As if, if we are working in, in a store, we are not serving God. As if, if we are in our school, we are not serving God. But actually, as Pastor Kaipo just uh, said a while ago, that we are not only to, to play church because we are the church. In the Old Testament, God's presence dwell in the tabernacle, in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, the, the Old Testament never called the tabernacle as tabernacle of witness. Either it is called as tabernacle of, of Moses or tabernacle of meeting. But in Acts chapter 7 verses 44, in the New Testament, the tabernacle was introduced as a tabernacle of witness. Why? Because during the time when, when Moses built up the tabernacle according to the pattern that he saw, that God shown him, after he, he made the tabernacle according to the pattern, the glory of God manifests and dwells in the tabernacle 24 hours a day. Hello? Not just Sunday, not just every time there is a prayer meeting, but rather 24 hours a day, like a fire during the night and a cloud during the day. Wherever they go, the presence of God manifests through the tabernacle. Who is the tabernacle of God in the New Testament today? Brothers and sisters, God allowed the tabernacle to be destroyed. If the tabernacle is so important, why there's no more tabernacle today? If the temple is so important, why God allow it to be destroyed by the Philistine? Why? Because those are picture of the real tabernacle. Because God is building the real tabernacle. And who is the real tabernacle today? You and me. Because 1 Corinthians 3.16 said, Know you not that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you? Amen. According to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 5, we are lively stone built up to become the habitation of God. In other words, we are built up to carry, to contain, to bring the very presence of God. That's why you cannot separate serving God from, from uh, working or schooling or doing anything because you are the church you are the temple while you are doing your work in the store you are the temple god is with you while you're studying god is with you god is with you wherever you are whatever situation whatever you do you are god's temple hallelujah and you are to manifest allow god to manifest through you because now today we are the tabernacle of witness People should see God in us. Hello. The wrong concept from the past is many thought that 
since they believe in Jesus Christ, they thought the serving God is going to church, attending church services, prayer meeting, outreaches. But that's only maybe Wednesday, Monday, Sunday. But how about the other day? Other days. But I want you to understand, we are to be the tabernacle of God 24 hours a day, 24-7. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. From Monday to Sunday, you are not supposed to be in the church because you are the church. 24-7. Hello. I want to tell somebody, you are the church. 24-7. God stays with you. Amen. That's why we are to manifest the presence of God. While uh, I'm meditating the scripture before uh, I come here, I just meditate Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. It says there that you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And if you light a candle, you should not put a basket on it, but rather put it on a candle lampstand so that people uh, will... Uh, they will see the light. And the Lord said in verses 16, Let your light, come on, let your light so shine, so shine as the house in a hill, so shine as the candle on the lampstand. In other words, intentionally, intentionally show your light wherever you are. Sometimes, our neighbor don't even know we're Christians. Our schoolmate, even our seatmate, don't even know we are Christians. Because we don't intentionally show them. But the Bible says, let us be intentional. Let us show them. Wherever we are, whatever situation, whatever we do, they must see God in us and through us. Because we are the temple. The problem why the world is taking over America today and one state after another, they become godly. They have removed the Ten Commandments. They don't allow Bible reading now in school. And they don't allow prayer in public places. But just this morning, I have read an email. They have allowed the Muslim to stop the traffic in New York, Madison Avenue, and they, the, the Muslim began to pray. Why they allow the Muslim? You need. It's time for us to become radical. It's stop. It's stop. I'm not saying to you that you stop going to the church. You start being the church. And carry the glory of God, the presence of God, wherever you are. And I would like us to, to study an Old Testament example, Joseph. How he allow the presence of God. Now, why, why I say allowing God to manifest? Because according to Matthew chapter 1, verses 23, when Jesus came here, he was called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And whenever Jesus goes, the power of God moves, healed, uh, sickness are healed, the hungry are fed, people's lives are changed wherever Jesus is. Amen. Now, where is Jesus today? He's in your heart. He's with you. You are the temple of Jesus Christ. You carry His very presence today. 
wherever we are, now the Lord Jesus said that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5. I promise that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 20. I will be with you always, says the Lord, until the end of the ages. He will always be with us, but that is the abiding presence of God. Yes, God is with us. John 14, verse 16. I pray to the Father that He will give you another helper, meaning the Holy Ghost, that He will abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit is with you. The moment you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God is with you. But the problem is, we don't allow God to manifest in our situation, in all we do, wherever we are. What? If during worship service we experience the presence, the mighty presence of God in our midst, during revival meeting or conferences, we experience an awesome presence of God. What? If the presence we experience during revival, we bring it in our workplace, in our uh, school, while we are studying. What would be the effect? Do you think? I guarantee you, we begin to bring change and people will see the Lord in our life. Amen. Amen. Don't separate work from serving God. Amen. Work while serving God. Bring the presence of God in your job, in your school, whatever you do, whatever situation. In Genesis chapter 39, open your Bible. Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 up to verses 6, and then verse 20 to 21. Let me just read and then go because... Pastor Kaipo told me we'll finish about 8.30. So I have 15 minutes to teach you the series I have preached for one month. Okay. 15 minutes, Pastor. So I need to go fast, so you need to write very fast also. Okay. So Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 to verses 6, it says, Now Joseph has been taken down to Egypt, and Putiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Oh, hallelujah. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master, an unbeliever, so the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in the sight, and his sight, and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Wow. For Joseph's sake. Because Jesus, or Joseph was there. That's why the house, even of an unbeliever, was blessed. So what happened? And the blessing of the Lord was on all he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in the Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Verse 20 and 21, it says there, Then Joseph, master, took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. But, oh, I like that. But the Lord was with Joseph. 
In prison? I thought it's only in the church, supposedly. But in prison. Hallelujah. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And the Lord gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prisoner. Wow. I can go on reading, but I have a limited time. Now, I'm not started, I have not started preaching yet. I just read the scripture. And I have only 12 more minutes, okay? Now, in the, in the experience of Joseph, we can see something here. Joseph, we know this. I'm not going to tell you all the story of Joseph, but it starts with Genesis chapter 37, that he had a dream, you know, already about that. And his brethren hated him, and they tried to kill him. They put him on a pit, and then sold him to an Ismailite, and that Ismailite resold him, resale him. I mean, he is a by buy and sell person. So he bought and then he sell. So he bought Joseph and sold it. Amen? He sold it to whom? At the market. And Putifar, maybe Putifar have some problem in the house because it's not in order. Have some problem with the field and whatever. So he needed one more servant. So at that time, he found Joseph is being sold. Is for sale. He said, I'm going to take this one. So he took Joseph, he bought Joseph, and brought Joseph in his house. And do you know what happened? The Bible says, Although Joseph lost his family, they hated him, they bring him down, they tried to kill him. He was literally reduced to zero. But one thing, Joseph kept the presence of God. I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, you may lose many things or you may lose everything, but don't lose the presence of God in your life. Hallelujah. In the Bible, whenever you encounter the word, the Lord is with Joseph or the Lord is with somebody, it is a seal of approval. Why? Because these people remain faithful to God no matter what kind of situation they are. That's why the Bible says, but the Lord is with Joseph. Why? Because in spite of all the adversities, in spite of what his brethren did to him, in spite of he don't understand what's happening, he didn't blame God, he didn't complain, he didn't turn his back on the Lord, he didn't backslide, but rather he remained faithful to God. And the Bible says, God is with him. As a seal of approval, because of his faithfulness in spite of what had happened in his life, I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, even if the enemy will try to destroy your life, use your family, use others to put you down. But if you keep, if you remain faithful to God, God's seal of approval will be upon you and see what's next. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the Lord is with Joseph and he was, not he will be, but rather he was, a successful man. Why? This is the kind of success that many don't, don't understand or they don't have. People today thought that if you have more money, you are successful. 
If your business is gaining millions, you're successful. Hey, if you finish your education and you have a good job, you're successful. How come Joseph don't have education? No money, no family, but the Bible says he was a successful man. This is the highest kind of success. Is spiritual success because he was tested when he received the word of God according to the book of Psalm. I forgot the verse, but the Bible says the word of God tested him. Hallelujah. In spite of all the trial, he remains faithful and he achieved the highest kind of success. His spiritual success. He remains faithful to God no matter what. My question is this. What is your response? What are your reaction when negative things happen in your life? Do you complain? Or you say, I don't want to attend church today because I have trials. I don't know if still God loved, if, if God still loves me. Or maybe the Bible is not true. But Joseph, hallelujah remain faithful to God and because he loved God in spite of what happened the Bible declare he was a successful man and because of the presence of God in his life what's next verses 3 and Putifar saw that the Lord is with Joseph and that the Lord prosper everything he did an unbeliever amazing an unbeliever who don't believe in God, so the Lord. Have you seen the Lord since you believe? How come an unbeliever saw the Lord? Because of the faithfulness of Joseph. Because the presence of God began to work and manifest in his life. It's not only with him, but God began to show up, began to work with him. And everything he does is prosper. That's why the Bible says, because the presence of God, the seal of God's approval is upon his life. Everything he does prosper. And the most important part of that is, an unbeliever saw the Lord in his life. If you remain faithful to God no matter what happens and allow the presence of God to manifest in your life, you achieve the highest kind of success, the spiritual success, and you begin to influence the unbeliever and they will see the Lord in you. Have your unbelievers seen the Lord through your life? How about your neighbor? Have they seen God in our life? God is with us. But sometimes we don't know to allow God to manifest in our life. But Joseph, the Bible says, he allowed God to manifest in his life. That even Putifar, an unbeliever, saw the Lord. Hallelujah. And remember, Joseph is not in church at this point. He's not even praying at this point. He is working with a job given to him by Putifar. It's a regular, secular job. But the presence of God began to manifest even in His work that even His employer saw the Lord with Him. He didn't separate serving God from, from work. He carried the presence of God while working. What happened? The unbelievers saw the Lord. And the next said, because the Lord is working with him. Next, what happened? The Lord blessed everything he does 
you know, if God began to work with you. We are so limited, you know. All of us, you may be the most educated person, but I guarantee you we are still limited. And many times we limit God. But I want you to understand, you may not know anything. You may not know uh, many things, but if God is with you and you know how to hear with God and follow instruction from God, He will lead you step by step and you will have success in everything you do. Hallelujah! Most of our failure because we don't follow God. But the moment we follow the instruction of God, I guarantee you, success will happen. I believe when Joseph entered the house of Potiphar, when he was in charge of the field, maybe of the garden, maybe of the house, Joseph don't even know what to do. I believe because he's a man of God, he began to pray and say, God, I don't know what to do. Will you show me? How can I make this garden more beautiful? And God give him wisdom. Hallelujah. If you lack wisdom, ask God. James 1.5. Amen? Hallelujah. Why we lack wisdom? Because we don't ask. But Joseph, I believe, he asked the Lord to show him what to do. And you know, as a result, everything he does, God is literally working with him, instructing him what to do in every moment. Like David, he never do anything unless he consult the Lord. And he has success in every battle. Why we fail? Because we do the job by our own when God is offering His help through the Holy Ghost. The job description of the Holy Spirit is to help you. He is with you to help you. But do you know how to listen to His voice? Do you, want, do you know how to follow His instruction? Every time we follow. There are even times I don't know. Actually, when I was converted, I don't know how to share the Word of God. I just follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. At time, I don't know what to say. And then just the Holy Spirit just give me a hint. I start by, how about you? Uh, what time is it? And then I began to see something. The Lord said, speak about this thing. And then I just found out that the presence of God began to manifest. And even an unbeliever inside the jeep or bus or the school or market they began to have goosebumps and experience. And when I began to pray, they began to cry and receive Jesus Christ. I don't know failure about evangelism. All I know is success. Why? Because I follow the leading of the Spirit. I don't share the Word of God to everybody. Because when I ride a bus, I said, Lord, give somebody, bring somebody to me who need the gospel and teach me how to share the Word of God to him. I don't even know the scripture yet. I just know John 3, 16. Hallelujah. And that's enough. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have an everlasting life. That's enough. Hallelujah. One verse evangelism. You go to somebody. Do you know that there is God and this God has a gift for you because He loves you and His gift is Jesus Christ? If you will just open your heart you will no longer perish. You will be saved. One verse evangelism. <laughs> Amen. It's easy to share the gospel. But under the anointing and power of the Spirit, I tell you, even the most hardened heart will bow to Jesus Christ. If you allow the presence of God. Joseph, everything he does, prosper. Why? Because the Lord is working with him. And next, you know, when the Lord is with you and working with you, Oh, eventually, next is, he received favor in the sight of Pharaoh and he was promoted. Have you been promoted? 
When was the last time you were promoted? Hey, Joseph from zero was promoted to be in charge of the house of Putiphar. Why? Because he allowed the presence of God, Putiphar saw the Lord with him, and blessed everything he does. Oh, the eventual uh, result is he was promoted. You want promotion? <laughs> Work with the Lord even while in the store. You want promotion in the school? Allow the Lord while you are reviewing your studies. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes I don't, fully me- I don't really memorize. I just ask the Lord to help me. I read, I do as what, what I need to do. But during exam, Lord, remind me. <laughs> hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. I will, he will remind you all things. But how can he remind if you didn't review? Oh, he will not cheat. He will not dictate to you what you didn't <laughs> what you didn't review. I mean, I review, but I let him remind me what I have reviewed. And most of the time I got A plus. <laughs> I don't even know how I answered all the question. Because I just follow Hallelujah. The instruction from the Lord. Now, many times, I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, amazing things happen in your life. You'll be promoted. And the best part is this. The blessing of the Lord is in the house of Potiphar, even in the house or in the field. You know why? For Joseph's sake. If God begin to work in your life, you bring the presence of God, you bring the blessing of God even to an unbeliever. We are the carrier of God's presence. We bring the presence of God in our job. And when people see the power of God working in us, I guarantee you, you will receive favor after favor. And you'll be promoted if you remain faithful. And the most important, people will be blessed one day. And the Bible says, the house of Potiphar was blessed because of Joseph. Wherever you bring Joseph, either on the pit, or in the house, or in the dungeon, he will always have success. Why? Because he knows the power of allowing the manifestation of God in his life. He allowed the presence of God to manifest what happened. Success is the result. He has a blessing. Now the question is this. In simple term, how can I allow God's presence to manifest in my life? I found there are at least eight, but I, I will summarize them in four. Number one, Live a prayerful life. You know, God do it nothing except in answer to prayer. God requires us to pray, although He know He wa- He knows already what we need. But He requires us to come to Him so that we know that when He moves, He is the one who d- who does it. Amen. But God answers prayer. Live a prayerful life. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Zero prayer means zero power, but more prayer, more power. In your life began, according to uh, Acts chapter 4, verses 31, when the disciples began to pray, intention, intent, I mean, intently or uh, desperate prayer, you know what happened? The Lord moves and even the place was shaken. God responds in answer to prayer. Secondly, live a life of worship. You know, in Psalms 22, verses 3, You are a holy God 
who enthroned, who is enthroned in the praises of the people. In King James Version, you're a holy God. You inhabit the praises of His people. Many times, what is worship? We just come to the church when we sing. We thought worship is singing song. No. That is the lowest form of worship. But the highest form of worship is Romans 12.1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Once you begin to offer your life to God you live a life of worship you obey Him wherever you go God inhabit the praises of His people always bring glory to God in whatever you do. Number three Love God with all your heart and obey His command. John chapter 14 verse 21. He who has my commandment is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love Him. And what is the next word? And I will manifest myself to Him. God will begin to show up and manifest Himself if we love Him. Just develop your intimacy with God. Just love Him and obey Him. And lastly, if we obey the great commission for Jesus said go and make disciples Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 or oh, 18 let's start 18 all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and what I will be with you always meaning always means all the time in good time, in bad time, when you are weak, when you are strong, all the time, God will be with you. I guarantee you, if we obey the great... Just this far, if we will really become prayerful, live a life of worship no matter what we do. You know, the best experience I have about the presence of God is while washing clothes. How can you experience God while washing clothes? And you may be shocked. I grow spiritually in the bathroom. You know why? Because when I was converted, when I was converted, my brother-in-law is my persecutor. Every time the, the light is turned on, he turned it off. How can I read my Bible? So there is one place which luck is inside. That's the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom. I turned on the light and I read the Bible and pray inside the bathroom. I guarantee you, you can even experience God's presence. Why not? Is it not that while you are sh having your shower, you even sing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. When it's so cold, hallelujah. Or it's so hot, maybe, oh, praise God. <laughs> I tell you, you can worship God any place. Amen. Live a life of worship. You know, while I'm washing clothes, and then it so happened that as if, I saw myself like the clothes, and God is washing me, hallelujah, and making me whiter than snow. So I washed clothes before. We don't have washing machine before in the Philippines. It was by hand. And I tell you, I began to speak in tongue, and I bless God, and I experienced the power of God. Now, my point is this. I'm closing. You can experience the presence of God wherever you are. And you know, when I live a life of worship, when I always pray, and I just have the passion and love God. You know, there are even times when I just happen to sit with somebody. I receive a comment and said, you're different. I don't know what you have. 
But I just feel something when you sit with me. You carry the presence of God. And that's an opportunity to share the Word of God. I remember one time, Smith Wigglesworth, he's rushing to go and preach the gospel at, 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 at the other side of the road. He began to run. And then, the one on the car, who? Oh, who is this man? Why? He just passed by the car and he was convicted with sin. The presence of God you can carry because I want you to understand it's not only for Smith Wigglesworth, it's not only for Joseph, it's for you. If you begin to love God with all your heart, you pray and allow God to move wherever you go, whatever situation you are, don't turn your back on God. Remain faithful to God no matter what. And I guarantee you, you will receive God's approval. He will manifest Himself to you. And you will have success. 